0: Welcome to the Sports Bros Podcast, featuring the almighty Live, the money man, Scotty D, and your host, the head of creative, Eddie Cool. The Sports Bros Podcast, by the fan, for the fan, talking sports just the way you like it. And without any further ado, let's give it up for the Sports Bros. All right, all right. I know y'all wondering what the hell's going on with the Sports Bros Podcast. They give us a show one week, and then Eddie Cool goes on vacation, and there's no show, and now we're back again. We'll just let you know, we've got vacations and all that other mess out the way, and we're back. That's right. We're back here with another episode of the Sports Bros Podcast. I go by the name of Eddie Cool, A.K.A. the H.O.C. up in this thing, the head of creative, and I ain't gonna lie, my forehead is quite shiny because it's quite warm up here in Northeast Ohio. But nevertheless, enough of my incoherent rambling. I not only have one, but I also have two of the best co-hosts in the world. Introducing first, the Almighty B Life.
1: What's happening? What's going on in the world today? I come to you proud. Ah. Oh. I'm on studio people. I'm coming to you from the Share Studios here in Fayetteville, North Carolina. We are building. We're hopefully we should be opening in a couple of weeks. And so I'll be testing a lot of different things going on. I'll, am I pointing in the right direction where I put the Share Studios logo back? Yep. yep. Okay. Cool. Cool. Now, I'm trying to get on that level where I'm I'm on the um on the golf course like Scotty D is um I'm I'm gonna get there. I just um do this together, but. We here now, and I, I guess at that point in time, I'm just talking way too much. Go ahead and introduce the other guy, bring him in, let him sing to the people and all that stuff. Because we
0: here now, he's back, baby. He is the other guy with him singing himself, who probably is celebrating a pirate's victory as they did beat the Braves and everything. Ain't nobody asked you to do all that. Just introduce the guy. Just
1: you got to bring up something because he. Because he's going to bring it up anyway.
0: (laughs) All right, with that being said, he is the meanest, leanest, toughest, thuggish, ruggish, video person, lunch person, wall (laughs) wiper, wall washer. He is the Swiss Army knife of the Trinity High School and all of Washington County. Ladies and gentlemen, he is the money man, Scotty D.
2: Everybody was kung fu fighting. Those cats were fast as lightning. It was fight weekend, boys, in the cage at SummerSlam, in the boxing ring, on the baseball diamond. It was all over. It was a great fight weekend. It was a great sports weekend. Uh, the 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 bad news. Um, I heard. I I can't say that I saw it with my own eyes, but I heard. That the the women's uh, soccer club, the little soccer th- team they got there, I heard they they lost a zero zero game in the World Cup and, and are, are eliminated. And I I am saddened by that. But hey, check this out, guys. There are three of us. There are more of us than there are teams in the Pac twelve. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, ain't that We're something. down to the Pack Two. There's more sports pros than there are pac Twelve teams now. So. Interesting stuff, Eddie. Cole. Yeah. How, how how many teams are left now? Was it
1: one? Well, so 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 have you, you, it was. There reports that Cal and Stanford moved on, or what are you what are you hearing? Uh they're
2: they're about to. So, but I think um was it Oregon State and Washington State are going to play each other ten times. To, for for a home field advantage and then they're going to play in the pack two championship and uh, and i think they are i think oregon state's going to play oregon in the 11th game and washington washington state's still going to take it. so we still have that but other than that it's going to be just a a run of those two teams playing one another jesus christ it's a glorified seven on seven
0: <laughs> Let's <laughs> go be a glorified 707 well with that being said fellas uh let's not stall no more because we got a lot to talk about let's hop right into it the top of the order all right let's get this thing started here it is the top of the order all right so here it is everybody's getting the hell out of the pack 12 uh what you got colorado they say you know what we're gonna go to the big 12 and then there's a mass exodus of like a bunch of teams, which I lost count of, like half the damn Pac-12 was going to the Big Ten. Then there's this mess about uh, Stanford and UCLA going to the ACC. Wait a minute, Atlantic Coast. Cal, California. Cal and Stanford. Cal. Yeah, I'm sorry, Cal and Stanford. Let me get this right. Let me get this right. So Atlantic Coast, California.
2: <laughs> okay.
0: Cal Stan, Stanford, <laughs> It ain't making no sense. It's, it's, it's geographically incorrect. Kind of like when they did the whole – um, they, they, the was it the the the, the NFC Central? Or it like they, or they did, did, the, did the NFC East and Dallas is far out west. You know what, man? Let's go ahead and talk about this mess that's going on with college football with the pretty much mass exodus of the Pac-12. Scotty, D., what are your thoughts on what the hell is going on in the world of college football?
2: Well – as you know, I have made fun of college football many times. As B live goes and says, uh, such and such. Here's my top five, and I will throw a seventy to three type of score out there. And I, I, I've poked fun of that that kind of stuff. So I have to be careful feeling bad about the fact that the college landscape is is completely changed, and the regional rivalries are kind of fallen by the wayside. It, it, it's sad in the fact that you know you you always like these traditional. Teams that have played one another. But, you know, I i used to also like to walk through Blockbuster and pick out a video and then take it home and watch it. And now I just pull it up on whatever kind of media I can get my hands on. It's easier now. It's better. It's different. Things happen, things change. So, you know, my, my first instinct was man, I hate this. This is lousy. This is awful. I don't like all these changes. But I think as a, as the guy who complains that there is not enough good football games on any given Saturday, in the long term, you're going to get more good football games, more top teams playing one another on any given Saturday. And it also means that TV now completely controls college football. It's not the NCAA, it's t- it's television and television money. Because when this, this started, it was what, UCLA and USC, they were the, the first defectors in this whole thing. Mm-hmm. And I think the rest of the conference said, okay, that's fine. They can go ahead and go, more money from us when we get a TV deal. But then they couldn't agree to a TV deal. They had the Pac-12 network, and nobody could buy, could meet the price they wanted. So they were going to lose money because he lost all of California. That's a pretty big market in the media. You lost all that. So you're not going to have the money to to pay the rest of these teams, even if you do go out and recruit a couple other teams to join the conference. And it just didn't work that way. So at this point, everyone's like, well, I better jump ship, better go get what I can get with another conference. And that's kind of how it's all unfolded. And, you know, it's college football is the driving monetary force in all of college athletics. The, it's it's the smaller programs that are going to be i think a little going to have a little bit more of a tougher time the, the women's volleyball or softball or or lacrosse teams because now if you play for oregon you got to go all the way across the country to play rutgers if you're doing it in football you only got to really worry about that travel once a week but these other teams they play a couple you know they play longer schedules they, that's more trip I, I think there should probably be some type of separation with that if that's I, I, and I don't even know how that happens, but ultimately everything's going to look different. And I even think that it five years from now, I think it's going to look even more different. I think that this is only a temporary thing. I think eventually these teams are, it's going to be like one big division one and they're going to have to like zone it. It's not going to be all the conferences. That's got, I think that's eventually that's going to kind of melt away too. But right now, I mean, yeah, it's sad to see the PAC 12 go, And the Big Ten be the Big 19 or Big 20, whatever. I mean, it's just, it's different. Whatever it is, it's just going to be different. It's going to take some adjusting, getting used to. But I think as a college football watcher, there's going to be more to choose from as these deals develop. B Live?
1: I am disappointed. I'm sad because there is more to college football than the Power Five company. Or essentially, now we're looking at the power three and a half, power <laughs> four and a half. It's it's sad because it now we because the one thing that I've complained about more and more was that it's top heavy, top heavy, top heavy. And then you want to make the argument about expanding the playoffs, and then the you made the argument that it would help out the smaller programs. No, it's not they have no chance in the world of even thinking about scratching the surface. Cause at the end of the day, even if like they, they make that exception to rule where you bring in one group of five team, you're going to end up running the, into the fact that these extra um games that um teams usually schedule where they play division two or FCS, essentially on um, what we've been talking about. Those games are going to go away, which, provided funds for those smaller um, colleges, those smaller conferences. It's all TV. Every bit of it's just TV, this, TV, that. I'm still trying to figure out. ESPN just laid off 20 employees, but they can afford to pay these mega billion dollar contracts for um, college football. Their loop. ESPN is losing money. I read somewhere where Peacock, MB, um, NBC streaming, streaming platform lost three billion dollars this past um fiscal year. God. like it, so I'm trying to figure out what exactly is going on. Where is this imaginary money coming from? And then, I mean, some of us just cut the cut the cord anyway. And I mean, like, who actually is paying for cable these days? or paying for these networks, et cetera, et cetera? I don't know. The biggest problem that I see. Is that there is literally no, there's no, um, what's it, regulation. There's no. It's like it's almost like it's a free for all. It's wild, wild west. And this conference can do this, that conference can do that, which leaves this conference high and dry because this person five years ago was like, "Well, let me lock in a contract for twenty years, and this twenty-year contract is going to suffice," even though the entire college football um, landscape is changing. That's what the ACC did. They're but next- that's
2: actually saving the ACC. The because thing- if if they weren't locked in on that contract with ESPN, ABC, they would be getting probably poached as well. They'd be getting picked apart too, but they still have that all that backing coming well, the in. The thing about this it is it's
1: not the TV contract that's holding the ACC together. It's the grant of rights. Basically, the ACC said, okay, we, we signed this deal. We got this 20-year contract. Don't even think about going anywhere else because if you do, you're going to have to pay us an exit fee and the money that you're going to make in your new conference still comes to the ACC. So, the SEC's like, why am I splitting money for them just to give it away? It's not even going to, like, it's, it is it is ridiculous. And now it's just, like, because that contract is way behind the times now. Like, as, um, ACC teams are making $30 million a year while uh, SEC is making $80 million. And the Big Ten is making close to 100 million per team.
2: Like, no, I heard that wasn't accurate. I think it, I think it's, I think they're Big Ten only really doing 40 a team also. I think, I, I think it was more in the pot than that. I, I heard that number as well. And then I heard that that was not the correct Either way, it's big, it's big money. I, I know what you're saying. Yeah.
1: Yeah. There's a big separation between the a Big Ten that has um, 18 teams. The SEC that has 14 teams, 16, they now they'll have 16. The Big 12, they're they're rene- renegotiating deal as we speak. Their TV deal. That's why all these teams from the Pac-12, like, well, let me grab that Big 12 money as well, because they're renegotiating contracts um, with I think CBS is a big runner with them because CBS lost their deal with SEC. SEC is going to be exclusively ESPN and it's
2: my head hurts. (laughs) It's a mess. It is. It's a, it's a mess. But the bottom line is whenever the schedules start coming out on Saturdays, there will be more competitive games televised. You'll see more, more competitive matchups. You'll see, you'll see more Penn States versus Oregon's and, Stanford's versus Clemsons than you will you know Troy versus Alabama I mean you those you'll see more of those bigger games uh, televised because I mean you know I, I I've always made fun of that and I've always made fun of the the college not having the playoff and that's going to get bigger too And heck with the, this when these TV deals coming through I wouldn't be surprised if college football got bumped up to like a 12 13 14. Regular season schedule at some point where they start playing longer and then into the playoffs. I mean, this is becoming semi-pro anyway. They're they're the money's going to the student athletes now anyway. This is turning into a like a minor league system pretty much at this point. This is big business. Is college football the money that's going to the players is completely separate from the TV
1: contracts and we can go into that nil blah blah blah. Who pays who and what and whatnot. It's there's a lot to unfold. There's going to be a lot of dominoes that fall. The pack, two, three, four. I still haven't seen confirmation of <laughs> uh, what um,
0: six pack, two pack, four pack.
1: It, the, um, the the bastard pack. I don't know.
0: It's like, what, what, it's like what,
1: what? That is a reference to an AEW wrestler.
0: Oh, good one. Good one.
1: But it it is what it is. It, it's so much to unfold. We it's we have a year really to see what exactly is going to happen. I think the SEC is the only one that posted a twenty twenty four schedule because I think they're pretty much I think they're locked in. So I think they're staying at six, sixteen with USC and um I'm sorry with Texas and Oklahoma I'm joining yeah the SEC next year. They've already locked in their schedule um i'm looking forward to georgia clemson next year that that's but that's been locked in for years and so hopefully those games stay in place and we just Orange lead to Dabo. you're absolutely right and do you
2: think there's any chance though like as these as these conferences are getting bigger that like for example the big 10 what, what did you say they're going to have how many teams now Nine, nine more. No, I'm joking. <laughs> Big Ten will have eighteen teams. Eighteen? Okay. Do you think there's any chance that at some point the Big Ten says, you know what? We don't need Indiana and Minnesota and Illinois. And they start dropping them and try to drop down and, and just to keep the the like the, the the more prevalent teams. Cause I mean, if if you're if their deal is who who's Big Ten deal? Is it with Fox? It's Big yeah, Ten Fox? Fox. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Fox is paying uh, and and the teams are splitting money. Are you do you want to split money with Purdue whenever they're not drawing? I mean, Fox isn't paying to put Purdue on TV. They're paying for Ohio State and Penn State and now uh Oregon and, and Washington. I mean, they're paying for the bigger the bigger teams. I mean, are they gonna wanna pay out to and or is Ohio State and Michigan are they gonna wanna split money with Minnesota when nobody cares I mean I'm just curious if that's ever going to be a possibility that comes down the line where they start chopping teams you, you didn't make the cut this year this uh, is this is this is where and this Scott this is going
1: it's going to bother you since you always got jokes and everything if they're going to do it somewhat of that nature it needs to be somewhat soccer related where you have a relegation system where the bottom two teams uh, and I'm and this is Performance based, they got nothing to do with ratings because that's what shouldn't be that way anyway. If you if you bottom two of the SEC, bottom two of the ACC, bottom two of the Big Ten, bottom two of the Big Twelve, they drop down to Mountain West,
2: all um all American Conference. Yeah, well, I I don't I don't think I don't, it would resort to that. But the, the, that just because just because like I said, the TV the, the it's the TV money is controlling this. They, they, they don't care about all of that they just care about putting the the, the ratings grabbers on the, the big names the big the big guns I, I, I don't know I, I, th- I, I understand what you're saying and I know that there there are what's the the little the little soccer clubs they do that kind of stuff once in a while but i I, I don't know and big boy football I don't think they'll do it that way like I said I, I wouldn't be surprised if this whole thing if, if the pow- if the power conference thing oh. eventually evaporates too. And like I said, they start just zoning it, where everybody's playing like they do in the NFL. And there's the West Division and the Midwest Division and the East Division, Coast Division, so, something to that. You know, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. It's it's all, it's also it's also crazy. That I, I I wouldn't put anything past any of these money hungry. I mean, it's all money based, and and it is sad that you're losing a lot of these these rivalries and games. It is sad it, because I like the old school, like. The, the rivalries and stuff, and, and that's all. There has, hey, to, cool. there has to be a governing body, like the the, the,
0: uh, the you know what the in the NCAA. They've been trying to be a governing body first of all. Then no, they they tried and, and they failed miserably. The NCAA has failed themselves miserably, and, and 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 as far as that goes, that's how that goes. And I was, I was also thinking, who's going to play in the Rose Bowl? that what whatever well yeah. just just like you said like like Scotty said from a tradition standpoint you know not a rose bowl is gone because well the Ro- the rose bowl is going to be fine
1: because it has rose bowl is, has a contract with the college football playoff okay so they will still have though big new year's games college football playoff it just won't be traditional
2: i guess oregon state's got it they
1: got a 50-50 chance. <laughs> what's the best way to put it? It's just like the Orange Bowl. The Orange Bowl is usually traditionally the winner of the ACC, the ACC champion usually goes to the Orange Bowl. But guess what? If the Orange Bowl champion, the ACC champion, made it to the top four, they would go to whatever college football playoff and then their runner up or the second best team, whoever the Orange Bowl is so picked, would go to the Orange Bowl. The, the Rose Bowl's already doing that per se. So I mean, yeah, they, they they'll, are. They'll 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 get it won't be like I said it just won't be a pack. It won't be a Pac 12, Pac 4, Pac Three and a half team. It'll <laughs> be one of the college football playoff or one of the conference championship runner up where the conference champion doesn't even matter anymore if there's only three and a half conferences. I don't know.
0: A, just... pack, a pack of grits, a pack of nabs, a pack of cold chicken. Basically, the pack, whatever these, just go ahead and pack it up. It's over. Yeah, it's it's, it it's is over. over. It is over. But yeah, that's where we had in college football a bunch of money. And I like what Deion Sanders said. I don't care about nobody leaving, man. We're trying to win and play a football games. I don't care where you're trying <laughs> to put us. I don't give a damn. I don't care where. You trying to put us. Moving right along, fellas. Let's talk about uh, a fight, if you will. No, not that fight down there in Montgomery and Alabama. And just to let you know, your boy <laughs> is sitting on a folding chair. Yes, sir. Uh, let's talk about Tim Anderson and um Jose Ramirez. Right up the street here, they threw hands and it was funny and Tim Anderson folded up like a Couch. Um, I think it was the I th- what it, I think it was as Ramirez was sliding into second base, and I guess Tim Anderson is known when he tags you, when he tries to tag you, he tags you hard, like he's literally hitting you. And I guess Jose Ramirez put his finger in his face, and next thing you know, the gloves went off. And my favorite part was the umpire said, I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying. Well, y'all gonna not hell <laughs> LA at each other. Go right, ahead. go, go, go right ahead. Yeah, yeah. So I yeah. I I I think it was funny and the fact that he caught him, how, how can I describe this? A fadeaway, back footed, uh, uh uneven, uh, like weight, un, unproportioned haymaker of a right hand, and it caught him on the chin, and Tim Anderson just went went, went, went to sleep. What do you think about Tim Anderson and and, and uh, Jose Ramirez, fellas? What do you think about this mess, man? <laughs>
1: I don't I don't know what to think because I don't like I don't, i only saw the pulse of effects of it it is it, it, it's just like anything else in baseball it it is what it is like just there's certain things you just don't do you you don't like you don't taunt you don't you don't take 20 seconds to round the base when you hit a home run the the unwritten rules of blah 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 and then somebody's got to get it it is what it is. That was just another instance of you, you you're tagging a little too hard play it. Hey, hey hey, let's not do nope. You gotta throw hands
2: yeah, there was more to it than that. Tim Anderson's known as a little bit of a on field grouch and he 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 had some other stuff brewing, I think with some of the other team earlier prior to this. so I think there was already some some sort of uh, irritation. So to speak, there's already some some bad blood beginning to brew. What I liked about it and, and, you know, you're really not supposed to condone the fighting in baseball and hockey. This happens on a nightly basis in baseball. It's rare. And usually the suspensions are very large. I was surprised it was only like six and three, I I believe it was. But what I did like about it was. First of all, the excitement that it has drawn, the attention that it has drawn. The fact that it happened on the 30-year anniversary re- weekend yes. of Nolan Ryan digging into the skull cap of Robin Ventura. It was almost like a celebration. Like, what can we do to honor Nolan Ryan punching Robin Ventura, Noogie style on the top of the head? Let's just go ahead and drop the gloves, hockey style, and honor him. But then the, give credit to that Cleveland Guardians announcer, Tom Hamilton, because that audio was amazing. Priceless gold Down goes Anderson down goes Anderson. and then he's just the, the description he laid out beyond that of the other things I, I heard the whole audio uh, which was maybe just a minute or so uh, long fantastic job as a guy who's like loves listening to different sports broadcasters that dude is to be commended for that performance because he did lay it out and he made it more exciting and it more and, and I liked how afterwards Tito Francona said, boys will be boys. They, they didn't blow it up in anything more than it, it had to be. It was just two dudes got in a fight, and that happens. You know, tensions run high, especially we're in the dog days of August. You know, we're in the dog days of summer for baseball season. You know, I, I guess I, I don't encourage that to happen, especially like Cleveland. That's their best player who they're going to lose for a couple games. And Chicago, that, that's their best player, too, I, I, I suppose. But they're they're not. You know they're not going anywhere, but you know it 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 does encourage the rivalry. It'll make it more interesting to see the next two times those guys get on the same field with one another. So, hey man, I, in this case, I, I got to say it was good for baseball, bad for Tim Anderson though, because mm. man, he is stuck for life yeah. you know, with jo- jokes and memes. He's he's oh he's stuck for life.
0: You you got Jose Ramirez and um, Nolan Ryan up here, Robin Ventura, and Tim Anderson. Yes. I, don't care, I don't care what what the hell else Tim Anderson does for the rest of his career. He'll always go back to that Saturday night of yep. <laughs> getting not the F out. Another baseball topic, Scotty, D, that you brought up to us, um, a Baltimore Orioles announcer got suspended for doing his job? What's that all about?
2: Yeah, this is one that uh, it seemed to be picking up steam as as the day went on. And it's it's not it's not a topic that, I, you know, again, speaking of someone who likes announcement this. Kevin Brown is the is the announcer's name for Baltimore. And he was doing the pregame. Uh, uh, when was it Saturday, Saturday, Sunday? It was over the weekend, I believe, uh, doing the pregame and pointing out how the Orioles have had very limited success since 2017 i believe it was against the rays and basically highlighting the fact that this team is good you know they're 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 coming along now they're they're better than better than anyone expected i mean baltimore's got a good hungry young team and they are playing good baseball they've won 70 games already and this takes away i think a little bit of that elation because now even the baltimore fans are not happy about this but th- he was he was merely citing the, the past record they had and how they had a chance to kind of turn that around. And it wasn't just like a spur of the moment type of, you know, he, he wasn't even saying anything bad about the team. He was just pointing out facts. And it was on the, on the screen, on the graphics. So this was obviously something that had been planned in pre-production. He didn't just, you know, come off. This was information that the team provided. You know, this is like from the sports media department whatever or the sports information they're, they're providing this he's he says on the air and he's punished by getting suspended can't understand how I, I I don't I don't like there's no way that that's that's a terrible look for Baltimore for their ownership to allow that they should be suspended for for what they're putting this guy through be live what, what, what's on your mind there oh I'd be cussing yeah uh, I'd be, oh I'd be hot and it
1: they, there'd be no and see I guess once you get to that level uh when it comes to being in the sports media you gotta carry yourself with some type of um you know professionalism
2: guess, decorum decorum yeah uh, like that.
1: all them fancy little s a t words that y'all just said <laughs> I'm just I I'm I'd, I'd act a little I'd act a little crazy. I, some of my um some of my dirty south have come out of me. I reported something that is actual fact. I wasn't dogging the organization. I was. No. I'm literally just telling you that it's been since 2017 since Baltimore has won a series. In I believe was the Tampa Bay right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I
2: think that's what it. Yeah,
1: and so. They and they've already done better than that this year. They I guess they tied a um, I guess a um two-game series or something like that um earlier in the season. And like, hey, this is the time, this is the moment. The Orioles are the best team in the American League. They're only a game and a half behind the Atlanta Braves, which is the best in all of baseball. And he's the best team in the best division. Right, it's like it's unreal that. Man, nah, bro. Here's a th- here's uh, the thing that bothers me.
2: We, we know, guys, that you have to be careful what you say these days. Like Glenn uh, Kuyper with his you, you know his racial slur, intentional or unintentional. He made a mistake and is paying for it. Um, who is the the guy from the Reds, Brennan, Tom Brenneman who mm-hmm. on an open mic didn't know, made a mistake, made a I think it was an anti gay slur. This guy didn't do it, that type of thing. He did his job. you know he was doing his job correctly and you know we we when we put the show together we decided we don't want to get into controversial stuff we want to be the opposite of the serious political side of sports we want to be the fun side of sports we want to you know just talk you know have fun topics and, and have fun we're
1: gonna tell it like it is like hey your team sucks
2: yeah you're great.
1: <laughs> yeah i understand saying he works for the Orioles organization. What if we gotten to the point where we can't even say like, hey, we've been bad for quite a while, but we're doing better now. And this is what we've been
2: facing. This is motivation. Can you imagine if that was a Pirates organization? Jesus. They'd Lord. be suspending people left to right. You would never have an announcer <laughs> pointing out past utilities of our Buccos. Yeah, who actually this week, as as of recording, are one zero against the Braves this week.
0: Oh, let me put this on gallery view because I need to see B to look on. <laughs>
2: Already missed. <that.
0: laughs>
2: I didn't bring it up the first time Eddie did,
0: so. I, I, I I'm sorry, B I I did. I didn't mean to.
1: No, you not. You're never sorry. You love getting this reaction out of me. You knew what was going to happen when you said it. Don't Let's go, Bucks. Let's go, Bucks. I'm sorry. Your forehead is sorry. That's what's going on right
0: now. See, where's, where, where's that? Where's that? Where's that mute button? Just, I'm, finna, I'm finna stop all this right now. Talking about my forehead. There's a lot of creative brains up in here. It, it is. Yeah. It is. It is shiny. It did get a tan too. It's a great
2: forehead. Then
0: he got the the nerve to pull his hair back. (laughs) Anyways, with that being said, we're going to move right along (laughs) to the next topic. But we're going to take a little break first. And um, hopefully, Live will be back on the other end of this break. Coming up next, we're going to talk about the National Football League and and everything that's going on there. I'm I'm not going nowhere. Yeah, right. Did Kareem Hunt sign with the Saints or did he not? We'll see in a little bit right here on the Sports Bros Podcast. As promised, we are back with you here again at the Sports Bros Podcast. Took a little minor break. Uh, I was able to get something to drink to uh, wet my palate because I talk a lot. I was even on radio. Fellas, I was on the radio today, like at the station. I was like legit on the radio. Came as a surprise, but it was fun. It was cool. It was cool. Uh, I was on Right the, on, Eddie. Cool. Yeah, I was on a cool cat. WDLW. <laughs> good fun. Good fun. Shout out to GT uh, in the afternoon. Uh, NFL is here, fellas. Training camp. Well underway. Some people getting paid and some people not. Kareem Hunt ain't a free agent, but he is a free agent. B-Live, what was on your mind about Jonathan Taylor that you were just talking about uh, before you we went on the air? Yeah. Uh, Jonathan Taylor is sick
1: of the Indianapolis court. and Jim said, Let's just put it that way. When, when Jim said, just basically said that he might die tomorrow and <laughs> and Jonathan Taylor may be somewhere else and football will still go on. I'm like, oh, whoa, what? Wait a minute. Life
2: goes on without me. Like,
1: well, that, that was harsh. I mean, I would like my owner to um value my presence at the job just a little bit more than that. that that's one of those things where that's one of those things where people usually quit their jobs when like oh um, shoot we'll replace you tomorrow you're not that big of a deal oh okay is that how you feel that's how you really feel and Jonathan Taylor said okay that's how you really feel you ain't you don't want to stem a contract you want to um, keep me under my rookie contract for the for the last year, and after i done put up eighteen hundred yards for you a couple of years ago, yeah, I got hurt just like anybody else did. But every time I'm on the field, I produce, and I am one of the top running backs in the league. Okay, cool. Well, while I'm while I am rehabbing, you know, just having a little surgery whatnot, I'm gonna go rehab on my own. Where normally players that are in training camp they'll rehab with the team. So he said, No, nah, you know what? Y'all don't want to pay it, brother. I don't want to be here. Um, holler at me when y'all ready to pay. I'm going to go rehab on my own. I'll be back when I decide I'll be back. Deuces. All right.
2: Well, who's going to pay him? Where is it going to come from? I, he'd be having this problem with pretty much any NFL team because he chose right in the heart of the running back. I'm not getting paid enough discussion to then say, I want $16 million a year right now. Mm. That's when he decided to do that. He wants 16 million coming off ankle surgery while other running backs who were really good running backs aren't getting jobs because they're not getting the the contact they wanted. I think it's a dangerous game to play here. Ask Le'Veon Bell. He never got that year back that he decided to sit out. He was never the same.
1: Some somebody has got to push the envelope. Like, you
2: can't. It, it, like, here's the thing,
1: Scotty I get what you. I get your argument. I get that. Oh, you just, you just, you just take what you can take, and that's what the, that's what the value is. I, I, I get it, but that's not how. That's not how professional sports are. They have never been that. The, no. Professional. If professional sports was played that way, owners would be just. They would nickel and dime every single player they could. Players are getting the contracts that they're getting because somebody. Push the envelope. There's a reason why Justin Herbert has a, he's won. Has he won any playoff games? Uh, don't think so. I don't think he's won. A he season. blew one last year, completely blew one. And still is, he's the highest paid player in the NFL.
2: Somebody pushed the envelope because they, they There's value in that. Like, well, uh, Todd Gurley and Ezekiel Elliott pushed the envelope and that's why the value is what it is. Well, and the, that at the end they ripped that envelope open
1: if Jonathan Taylor doesn't fight then no one else no one else has the resume to. like Debo said De, okay how about this Debo Samuel they they were trying to they were trying their best to keep him running the ball running the ball running the ball and Debo said oh ho oh, oh. not first of all hey y'all ain't paid me yet and this is last year that I'm talking about it. y'all ain't paid yet and y'all still y'all still want me to do double duty? Yeah, we're not going to do that. Um, first of all, you're going to pay me like a wide receiver because I am a wide receiver. He pushed the envelope and he got paid. It, it, that, that's how negotiations work. Jonathan Taylor, I stand behind you. Scotty D doesn't.
2: It is what it is. Do you- it's not that I stand behind him. It's just that he just chose to try to get a huge running back deal right when everybody is telling you that market's not there any longer. And he said he's mad at the Colts for not giving in that extension, giving him that money. But it doesn't matter what team you play for, he wouldn't be getting it anyway. Dalvin Cook was one of the best running backs in the NFL last year, and he's that's unemployed. What, he can't find a deal.
1: That's what negotiations are about. And at the end of the day, you you set at it, you set at a price that you're willing to go with. Jonathan Taylor isn't there yet. Dallin Cook isn't there yet. Dallin Cook is on the other side of his career. Jonathan Taylor is not. Well, here's the problem. Teams think that Jonathan Taylor is already on the other side of his career, and he hasn't gotten out of his rookie contract. If he didn't fight, if he doesn't fight now, it's over. It's literally over for all these running backs that are coming up into the league right now. If Jonathan Taylor doesn't fight now, it's over. Teams will just roll over every single running back. Jonathan, well, it, 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 like I said, it is what it is. The value of, is what you can get. Get rid of the position, then. just no. run, run five wide. <laughs> run five wide. That'd be a good stance.
2: You can't get rid of the position because they're, you're always going to run the ball, but you're not going to pay somebody the, it, the it, big it, slice it, of the pie because I, I the quarterback's getting it. so That's the perfect way to say it.
1: Do you said it out of your own mouth. You're always going to run the ball, right? You're always going to run
2: it for a running back. So pay them. Pay whether him. it's whether it's Zeke or Tony Pollard or Dowdle from South Carolina. If Tony Pollard and Zeke ain't getting the job done, Dowdle will come in and he'll get the ball for a fraction of the prices. Sony Michelle just retired at 26 years old. Sony Michelle retired. Be live. He is net worth is five point six million dollars. Somebody sick. told you you could work for five years and walk away. With a net worth of $5.6 million. You're not going to take that? Nope. Yeah, I bet you <laughs> not, not. Not at a job where
1: the same skill set somebody's getting paid this. Not at the same job. Then where- what
2: would you do not- instead? What are you going to do? Not- if you're running back and you're coming into the league and you say, listen, we're going to draft you and you're going to get five years and you can I make, with, with endorsements, you can make $11.5 million. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Tell agents have friends you have people that you went to school with that you talk to that are nfl agents
2: how dare you talk like this this is sacrilege this is if you got if you were coming into the nfl and and they said where's my man joel at joel you know what i apologize i understand if you heard scotty d right now speak oh my joel would sign up in a minute if he could get a player five years five point six million dollars my man
1: on the show right
2: now he would sign up for that in a heartbeat. I, I need to hear this from him. I don't believe you, Scotty D. I'm Not going to take. Okay, you. so let, So uh, I, I, going back to now, now listen to my question. If you if you're coming out of college, and you and you could be a running back, or a school teacher, and you have a chance to make I, I five point six million to... dollars, let me running. finish. Let me finish. You have a chance to walk away with endorsements, $11.5 million in five years. You're going to say, nope, not good enough for me. I'm going to teach school. No, no, you won't. You'll take that deal. You'll take that market. 28 years old and you've already you already got $5 million in the bank at 28 years old? It's not, Get out of here. You're absolutely taking it. You've lost, you have lost your mind. See, here's If the- that's what the running back market turns into, where that's the best you can do, Somebody is taking that job. I promise you. That is the problem. You can't keep just
1: downgrading the position and devaluing the position and think people are just going to be
2: like. That's what the value is. It's not, no, it's not. It's not worth $16 million a year because nobody's paying it. That's what the value is. If it was worth that much, Jonathan Taylor, the Colts would have said, oh, yes, here's $16 million for the next three years. That's to, not where it is anymore.
1: Trying to get away with what should not, this should not even be a conversation at all. First of all, for a top running back to not even be able to get out of his rookie contract, they, they, they can't even meet somewhere in the middle. Somebody's being irrational, and I don't think it's the player. I will never side on the side of billion-dollar owners. I won't do
2: it. I'm, I'm not taking sides. I'm saying here's what it is. It is what it is, and they're crying about what they want it to be and what it should be. But Joel, that's I, what I, it I, is. I, it's
1: the reality. It's the reality. I, if you're listening to this episode, Joel, I apologize. I, I I know you value your job as an agent much higher than what Scotty D is trying to argue to me. Would you rather be a running back or a high school teacher? Cut it out. Stop it. I'm the, I'm not going to allow you to speak on this anymore, Eddie. Cool. We got some other segments going to because go he's being ridiculous right now.
2: You can't by talk- being re, you, you treat you treat me by like like my man Kevin Long of the Orioles speaking truth, and you uh-huh. trying to trying to shame me.
1: <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not trying to shame you. I'm trying to let, get you to understand that just rolling over and taking what they give you is never how you do
2: business. You
1: never It do. is
2: what it is. No, it ain't. This, this it, is. it actually is because Jonathan Taylor didn't this get ain't. what he wanted. This ain't, ain't
1: going to be what it's going to be. I ain't, I'm not doing this the way it is, with this, how it is when you do it. It is
2: what it is, buddy. It but is I, what it is.
1: There ain't no idiot what it's eating you. It no, 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 it's not going to be. As
2: <laughs> it's, it's reality. They're not paying it out. It's, it's not happening. pay well, something.
0: They're gonna be out, but they're gonna be out of a running back. Well, what well, well, I look at it like this. I had a conversation with some other some of my other buddies the other night. We feel that what's going on with running backs is cyclical. Because it's gonna come That's to what a, I
2: said last week too. Right?
0: Yeah, it's, it's 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 cyclical because it's right that it's like that now because of Zeke and Todd Gurley. And I if if I'm an owner, I'm just well gave them a bunch of money and saw it happen and gave him a bunch of money and he ain't been back in the league since so I, so I get I, I to, to an extent I get it I, I will say that I get it but but I think probably 3 years from now the demand for running back is going to be even greater than what it is now oh, and
1: oh, they're praying, I hope so but the way they're devaluing it they just say, they're basically saying that hey we're going to get a fresh batch of running backs come into the draft this year we're not going to draft them first round so we're going to pay them second round third round fourth round money so they're going to get a four-year contract for seven million dollars and we're going to run the dog crap out of them and then we're just going to like oh you're done let's get another batch in that's how how it
0: goes i i i I swear that that sounds like mid-90s nfl contract negotiations i mean it's how it
2: it's how course, the league is. That's what they're trying to go back to that, and it shouldn't be that way. Well, but it but it is what it is. Arian Foster, how about Chris this? Johnson, these guys look like they were unstoppable. They mm-hmm. get big contracts, and their production falls. It's because that's just um, what happens to running backs. So why pay that big money whenever you're going to get less production going forward, and you can get the same for for less? It's 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 business.
1: And that and and that business model is going to fail very soon. Wow! Because here's I'm gonna tell you the the cyclical argument that is going to go into uh, go in the circle. I can tell you right now, there's less kids right now that want to be running backs Mm -hmm. right now.
2: But they will. Who? For what? Why would I? To get paid in college and then to get paid if you get a chance to to take five years and make $12 million, you're going to do it. You're going to do it. If you're 5'8 and you weigh 220, you're not a wide receiver buddy. You're a running back buddy. You're going to do it. You're going to take the money. If that's your skill, set for life. Sonny Michelle, good. Set for life. Have, Healthy. Walked out of the game. They, set they, for they,
0: life. There was something I saw a few days ago about Sony Michelle and Stetson Bennett. Uh, <laughs> yeah, about them both being the same age, one just got into the NFL and the other one just retired. And at one point in time, they were teammates. I was like, ah, yeah, college mean, seniors. Damn, yeah. that that that's okay. crazy.
1: Sony Michelle won two Super Bowls while Seth still in college.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, ain't that something? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. He he already did that one two two Super Bowls while old boy was still in college. I think it was like a a ninth year red shirt junior or some riff and raff like that. But fellas, looking at my phone because I have yet to get a watch. Guess what time it is?
2: Time to take a peek. <laughs>
0: what what time? at the
2: choices of the voices?
0: Yep, time to take time to take a peek at the choices of the voices. And you know what? We're going to go ahead and just slide right into it. Hey old button, hit it. Now, our favorite part of the show, The Choices of the Voices. Once again, thank you to the wonderful and ever so loved this button for introducing our favorite portion, The Choices of the Voices. Um, it was a uh, slow week for The Choices of the Voices. It's kind of a down week, but, uh, you know, summertime, you got to get those vacations in. You got a whole lot going on and a whole lot to do. So with that being said, Scotty D., What's the question for this week's choices of the voices?
2: I thought it'd be a good topic, but I didn't have much response on. But we just asked you to tell us who you thought was the most underrated and overrated wide receivers in the NFL. Uh, Matty Ice came through. Eddie Cool.
0: Yep. He came through. And if I can find his answer, oh, here it is. I found it. All right. So, Matty Ice, Martin Tracy, he said, Odell Beckham is overrated. Uh, most underrated receiver, Amari Cooper. Yep, so uh, he says that. And then he also says, I like Brandon Cooks as another underrated player that's very different. Uh, I like Brandon Cooks as another underrated player that every year different teams, different quarterbacks just produces. And that is a fact, yeah, that's a good about uh, Maddie Ice, Martin Tracer. So shout out for him to participate in this week's Choices of the Voices. Sky D, who you got?
2: Yeah, actually, I, I I think his Amari Cooper call is interesting because I've heard people say he's overrated, but I think a lot of that had to do with being a Dallas Cowboy. Now that he's moved on from there, he's he's a little bit underrated. So I, I struggled with this one because the, the, there are so many good receivers in the NFL. I, I think the one, I'll say this one was a little bit of an easier call. I think probably to me the most underrated is Terry McLaren from Washington just because – the guy goes on, puts up numbers, and he's had a bunch of scrubs under center for most of his career. Um, a lot of credit to him for for getting out. Although I'm sure he's probably his patience got to be worth out there is, very very. Is seemingly everybody associated with that organization. Uh, I think the one I was going with probably is is underrated was Chris Godwin of Tampa Bay. I, I feel like he kind of was has still has a reputation from having a really good year. I think it was 2019 and beat on the other side of Mike Evans. And then he had Antonio Brown there for a little bit. I just not that he's not good. I just I don't see his name in lights as much as I do. Some of these other other wide receivers. I was going to say Tyree kill, but that would that's that's insane because he's he's really good. He's Tyree <laughs> lives. Yeah, you know, he's so he's so fast. That's the thing. He's not to me like the the. The big jump ball receiver. Uh, he's just the guy that'll catch it and then just be gone. So that's you know. And and, I, and the reason I was thinking I also cause he left Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes won the Super Bowl. But I, I can't I can't I can't use him as my ass. I'm going with Godwin be Live. Who you got?
1: Well, I am going to agree with um the iceman when it comes to overrated because um that Beckham he just so hasn't done it for me. Outside of that one ridiculous catch. I mean,
2: <laughs>
1: like j- just a couple, just a couple things just to cover with. Um, his rookie season, 108 yards per game. Next year, 96.7. Next year, 85.4. Fourth year in the uh, 75.5. Then when he gets to Cleveland, um year six, 64.7. Second year with Cleveland, 45.6 yards. And now he's supposed to be the heir apparent and the savior of the Baltimore Ravens. Come on. He, he,
2: mm-hmm.
1: he's, I don't know. Like he, he was hurt. He, um, he was really hurt and we still don't, we just don't know. So for him to be the heir apparent, cube, um, uh, wide receiver one for the Ravens and supposed to be the one that takes him and Lamar Jackson, his ridiculous contract, to the Super Bowl and beyond, ah, I I don't believe it. Underrated for a couple of reasons. A, because uh, I mean, this has got to be the greatest name in um, professional football, but Amon Ra Julian Haru J. St. Brown. Oh! (laughs) Um, Amon Ra Julian Haru J. St. Brown. Don't ask me what that J is at the end. I don't know. It just it is what it is. Um, his brother Equanimus has the same. Um, <laughs> his, um, his brother just just want to throw that out there is Equanimous Christian Imhotep J Saint
0: Brown. <laughs> you know they have what... one. There's one other brother, and his name's Bob. <laughs> And Mike St. Brown. You know what the funny thing about that is, be like, I don't know if you guys remember, I don't know how many years ago, there was a, they had a news feature on them and the dad was like, look, they're going to be special. They're going to be prolific. And they got to have special last, special first and last name. His name is Equiminius St. Brown. His name is Amon Ross St. Brown. And they eat liver. I'm like, this dude is a nut bag. <laughs> Hey, but, I, but i'm looking but i'm looking i'm like that it might have been on to something hey amon ra
1: it, he casually put together 1100 yards last season with six yeah. touchdowns with jared golf as his, yeah as his quarterback and he and i i expect him to be a breakout star this year mm-hmm. nobody's really talking about a man
2: well, secret's out on him, though, at this point. He, oh, it's
0: out. Yeah. It's out. He,
2: he, he is known. Yeah. I didn't see him coming last year, though. So we'll see how year three treats him. But, man,
1: dude's already had. Yeah, I I, I expect to see him. The, Detroit's going to be one of those sleeper teams, especially with the status of the NFC North. With, um, I mean, look at their quarterbacks. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Lions playing opening night this year. Yep, against the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh boy, that'd be a perfect time to showcase. I think that's gonna be I. I think that's gonna be a high scoring game. I think it's gonna be 40, 50 points to 40, 50 points. I think it's gonna be high scoring. It's gonna be very interesting. But that's that's my overrated and underrated. OBJ, hopefully you do better. Hopefully you're better. Hopefully you have a great season. I just gotta see it. Too much hype, I, I, I'm I not there yet.
0: Eddie mm-hmm. cool, thank you. All right, so for, let's see, overrated, I got a 1A and a 1B. B-Live mentioned it earlier, and I think Scott, I think you mentioned it earlier, Odell Beckham Jr. He made a catch, and then that's it. He came to Cleveland, stunk up the bed, that's it. He really didn't... He, he he really became a non-factor. Went to the Rams, got a Super Bowl, hurt his knee, cried, um, took a year off, and now you know they expect him to be an heir apparent to the Ravens. I I don't understand it. That's my one A. My one B. Juju Smith Schuster. Why do I say that? It was because, yeah, Corvette, <laughs> Corvette. Why do I say that? Is because I thought that with Antonio Brown gone, he would thrive. But he needed Antonio Brown in order to keep his own field career alive because he hasn't really – That's a good call. Yeah, no. he, hasn't, he hasn't really done much since because I, I had him, like, on a fancy football team. like, man, he killed it. He killed it. He killed it. But see, the thing about it is he got exposed. I mean, he had Big Ben and, you know, he had Antonio Brown and and then they had a half-decent running game and stuff like that. But he came to the point where it was like, okay, as a true wide receiver one, no, uh-uh, no whatsoever um underrated wide receiver and uh, we talked about him earlier uh this year when he got signed to scotty these cowboys and i think it's a great fit for the cowboys brandon cooks all right brandon cooks i'm looking now he has one two three four five six he has six seasons of over um of of 1100 yards or more um mm. he played with houston the Saints one year, at the Patriots and one year with, uh, and two years with the Rams. Um, Brandon Cooks is good, and he's another guy like Terry McLaurin, who's thrived and survived under bad quarterback play. Davis Mills, some other dudes. I don't, I don't need like like. They... <laughs> and it ain't getting better this year. Look, oh, it was... <laughs> <laughs> it's not getting better. Go you know, the, the Dak hate continues. Oh man, it's it's better than damn Davis Mills. I uh, yeah, maybe okay, maybe. okay. Scotty, hey, hey, let's 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 do this. Let's let's look out of this into the future. All right. Next <laughs> question:
1: Next week's question: Over under fifteen
0: interceptions for Dak Prescott. <laughs> <laughs> and um, the thing about Brandon Cooks, man, I'm looking at his numbers, man. He has eight thousand career yards, and he gets um a couple more years of, um, 12 to 1500 yards. And he enters that category of, you know, 1100, you know, 11,000 plus yards. So, uh, yeah, severely underrated Brandon cooks and overrated okay. J- Juju Smith-Schuster and Odell Beckham Jr. Scotty D what's on tap for next week's choices of the voices.
2: I asked this question a year ago and I'm going to ask it again because it's a different year. Um, for our fantasy football boys out there, boys and girls, you get the number one pick in the draft. Who you taking? Who do you think should be the top pick in the fantasy football draft this year? It's fantasy football season. Yep, it is. Fantasy. Wait,
0: it's fantasy football season. Speaking of that, um, for those of you that have not renewed to the Sports Bros Podcast Fantasy Football League, do it. Do it, all right? Do it. And Are we have, doing that again this year? Yes, yes. And I have more information on when the draft is coming up soon, all right? And was I about, in it last year? <laughs> yeah, you was in it last year. Thank you, I was? Okay. Yeah, you were, you were in it last year. Yeah, you were, you were
1: good. Um, um, top Master Chief Sergeant, um, Five Star of the World, Lorenzo Livingston, retired.
0: Sports Bros um, Podcast, all the famer, by the way.
1: <laughs> for winning our fantasy football league last year that
0: ain't happening this year oh he said it's not happening this year all right coming up next it's a round of pepper stay tuned right here on sports bros podcast
2: okay boys let's bring it home with a round of pepper
0: All right, you know how to do it. It's time for us to go home and get what I call the hell up out of here. But before we go, we got a round of pepper. You know how we do it. Three topics. Rapid-fire style, connoisseur, kind of not really here to engage, enlighten, educate, and entertain. The four E's and no particular order. All right? I'll go first. On this day in history, back in 1971, Satchel Paige is inducted into baseball's Hall of Fame. Satchel Paige did it all. I think he played until he was like 42. So, um, yeah. Shout out to the legendary Satchel Paige for being inducted to the Baseball Hall of Fame on this day back in
2: 1971. Over to you, Scotty D. Welcome to Pittsburgh to the NHL's best defenseman, Eric Carlson. The Norse winner of 2012, 15, and 2023 is heading to the Berg. The Penguins need a little shot in the arm here. We need a little something, something, something. This could be it, and thank God that we're getting the best defenseman because our goalie Tristan Jory just signed a five year extension, so we need a little help back there anyway, Stanley Cup next year be live over to you yeah. all right
1: for my first pepper point i I may make um Scotty D a little bit mad because he usually reports this information, but i'm I'm gonna steal it because I, I I don't know just it's, it's funny to me. But Logan Paul, off of his brass knuckle win over Ricochet at SummerSlam, is now jumping back into the boxing ring. October 14th, Manchester, England, where he will face Dylan Dennis. Dylan Dennis is a Brazilian Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu champion and training partner for UFC superstar Conor McGregor. So he's not a boxer. So this is wonderful. Uh, <laughs> These Paul boys refuse to actually box against boxers.
0: Any cool the ball. You want to know why? Because they know they are gonna get boxed in the mouth. Okay, if you're from Charleston, you know them. You gonna get boxed in the mouth. All right, all right. Second pepper point, um, fellas, uh, do you know a gentleman by the name of uh, Patrick Ricard? By the by, anyway. You know who he is?
1: sounds familiar. I'm
0: gonna tell you who he is. He's the big fullback from the Baltimore Ravens. All right. Okay. So here's a little known fact about him. All right. Back in two, he's they call him a Project Pat. That's his nickname, Project Pat. Um, in 2019, he became the first player in NFL history, first NFL player in 10 years to play over 100 snaps on offense and defense in the same season. Where he lined up at fullback on offense and defensive tackle on defense, all right. So, might I mention this guy is six foot three, three hundred five pounds. This dude is playing fullback. What you mean, blocking me? So, anyways, he had surgery last season. He's coming off an injury and um, offseason hip surgery. And so guess what? This year they're gonna try Project Pat. They're gonna try him on the offensive line since he's come back from training camp. Um, the product of the University of Maine has been taking reps with the with uh with the offense. So um a versatile player. I wonder how much money he's making. He really earns it to play offense, defense, <laughs> and 30 other positions, give him the money. It's he's like, like just- Shohei O'Tani. Yeah, Otani, Shohei. hey. <laughs> oh. Poor, poor angels, poor angels. But yeah, um yeah, Patrick Ricard, the real definition of a Swiss
2: Army knife. Over to you, Scotty D. All right, B Live. You mentioned them Paul brothers. What a night they had on Saturday with Logan Paul beating Ricochet at SummerSlam. And then Jake Paul and Nate Diaz in an absolute boxing classic. <laughs> mm. This was a this was a shame. It really was a shame. It was was entertaining, but it was not good boxing. However, the week before the long-awaited fight finally happened, Terrence Crawford and Errol Spence, we've been waiting for that one for years and years and years, and it was not even close. Terrence Crawford Mm -hmm. showed that he is not even on the same level as another fighter on this planet. And I got to tell you, it was so impressive that at this point, I don't even care about the rematch. Because what could this guy possibly do to get close to Terrence Crawford? Because it was, he didn't get near him. He won the first round, Spence did, only because it was just kind of a feeling out process. And from there on, it was over. And when I tell you it was over, it was not close at all. So I, I know somewhere along the line, a rematch is coming. I have a hard time seeing anything but the same result. Terrence Crawford, best in the world. Be live, over again. And he didn't break a sweat into the sixth
0: round. Boy, he'd be <laughs> yeah.
1: My second um, pepper point, shame on you, NCAA. Uh, just d- d- do better. Um, well, you know how everybody transfers in the transfer portal, transfers three times, four times. Well, this was a legitimate um, transfer where um, Daryl Jackson Jr. transferred to Florida State to be closer to his mom as a medical condition. But since he's already transferred twice, he started at Maryland, transferred to Miami, and I transferred to Florida State to be close to his mom. NCAA said, nope, nope, you got to sit out a year because oh, you don't care about your mammy. <sighs> NCAA, come on. Uh, there's exceptional <laughs> hardship waiver request. Make it happen. They denied it. Shame on you.
0: Eddie Cool the ball. Well, I guess the NCAA figure was since the since we got a conference over here about to blow up, NIL is taking over. Let's go piss somebody off, shall we? All right. So third and final pepper point. Happy birthday to uh To Coach Prime, Deion Sanders. He turns 50, if I can find it. He's in his 50s. Yeah, Coach Prime is in his 50s. And as a player, he's a two-time Super Bowl champion. He played baseball, eight-time Pro Bowler, a Hall of Famer. Two-time unanimous All-American at Florida State University, and as a coach, he won a SWAC in 2021, 2022. A two-time East Division, a SWAC East Division champion, and two-time SWAC Coach of the Year and the Eddie Robinson Award for Coach of the Year of HBCUs. He has a total of 512 tackles, 53 interceptions, over a thousand yards, in interception returns over 2,000 yards in punt returns. Uh, grand total of kickoff return yards, 3,000 plus, and 22 total touchdowns. Touchdowns! Happy birthday to you, Coach Prime, baby. <laughs> if I ain't swag, who ain't swag? Over to you, B-Live. I mean, Scotty D.
2: Over to me. I just want to give a shout-out to Jerry Jones, trying to win the Super Bowl for the Cowboys for the first time in 30 years, taking a kicker from the USFL into the season. B-Live, over to you. <laughs> My third and final pepper point. Y'all know how I like to do
1: it. What happened? And watching football, no name team, Redskins, Commanders, whatever they want. The Magic Johnsons. Yeah. Coach Ron Rivera says some of his players expressed concern over new offensive coordinator Eric Enemys intensity during practice. He's coaching too hard. He (laughs) says, I'm always going to be loud, always going to be vocal, always going to demand from my leaders. If I ain't doing my job, my ass gets fired. It's my job, my responsibility to make sure I'm getting our guys to do what I'm expecting them to do. He just won a Super Bowl. Listen to the man. Go to work. Put in it. Put in the work. Come on, commanders. Y'all ain't never going to get right. You got a new owner. Please get, get a new mentality. Boy, he coaches too hard. Isn't he too intense?
2: Um, Ron Rivera's still the coach? Sheesh.
1: Yeah, if the, if the if his if his players have anything to do with it, we he won't be the coach next year and be
0: enemy, and the enemy's gonna be the head coach. So everybody gonna catch it. Yep. And with that being said, it's been another episode of Sports Bros Podcast. And in closing, do something nice for yourself, and if you can, do something nice for someone else. They're so greatly appreciated now more than ever. Be a blessing, not a burden. This is the Sports Bros Podcast. Oh, yes, sir, Mister LaHorn. Yes, sir. And a chair is still a chair. Take us home, Be Live. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I said that too. Yes, sir. And we out. Thanks for listening and watching the Sports Bros Podcast. Hey. Hey, it's Eddie Cool here from the Sports Bros Podcast. Thank you for listening. And as always, continue to follow us on all of our social media platforms. Just click the link in the description box and keep up with the sports Rolls podcast. And once again, thanks for listening.